Broadcasting from the John Wills Studio at the University Hospital of Wales in Cardiff, we are Radio Glamorgan. Hello and welcome to Time to Talk Day here on Radio Glamorgan. I'm Julie Kissick and you can normally hear me on a Friday and a Saturday on All About Sport. But today I'm here with a programme dedicated to Time to Talk Day, the day designated to encourage us all to talk about mental health and to listen to anyone who wants to speak. Time to Talk Day is billed as the nation's biggest mental health conversation because it's the day that friends, families, communities and workplaces come together to talk, listen and potentially to change lives. The mental health charities Mind and Rethink Mental Health are spearheading the day and the Time to Talk website has a host of resources available, including guides and advice to download. But over the course of the next hour, we'll hear from someone who was diagnosed with a mental illness in her teens. We'll also speak to a former church minister and football club chaplain on what we need to do to help remove the stigma from talking about mental health and from a mind, fitness and performance coach who's faced his own mental health issues and now helps others to deal with theirs. But it isn't all talking. The conversation will be interspersed with plenty of great music and we're going to start with this one. You've heard me 
and Warwick Avenue, a song you may hear a few times on the station over the coming weekend as we harness our Welshness ahead of the Six Nations. Champions Wales kick off their campaign in Dublin on Saturday afternoon and there'll be more on that tomorrow evening at 6pm with me in All About Sport. But for now, our attention is firmly on Time to Talk Day and opening up the conversation about mental health. From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too. We are Radio Glamorgan. Anne Wynne Evans is a media graduate, now working in her chosen field in Cardiff. As a teenager, she became aware of her mental health following a conversation with one of her teachers. She's an advocate of normalising talking about mental health And when we spoke, I started by asking her why today is so significant. Time to Talk Day is such an important day because it acts as that little reminder of how important it is to talk because I think it's something we take for granted. It's something that seems like such a simple solution, and I suppose it is. Um, But I guess it's almost too simple because then we forget about it and we forget to reach out and check in on people or that we can share because a lot of the time I think uh, a lot of us are scared to speak up and to talk about things that we're dealing with but usually if someone asks you how you're doing the automatic response is oh yeah I'm good or yeah I'm alright but actually it's important to be honest and to talk as well and I think Time to Talk Day uh, acts as a really good reminder of that. How easy, easy was it for you to acknowledge that you had mental health issues and that you you were able to be honest about them honestly at first <laughs> it was very difficult i sort of um i was a teenager at the time when i first really started struggling and i guess part of part of it was maybe that i didn't quite understand um that well because it wasn't really something that was discussed that openly at school or anything like that. Um, so at first, it was it was very difficult to sort of realise that and to talk about it. I would tend to do what I guess a lot of people do and just sort of 
shut down, shut off and shut people out and not really speak to anyone or tell them what was going on. But it was when it was a teacher actually who, who realised that I was struggling and she reached out to me and, um, you know, suggested that I speak to someone, to the school counsellor. And it was from that that it really started to help and I realised how helpful that was and speaking to someone and sort of getting it all out there because I think when you bottle it up, it can make it seem so much worse and it can make you feel so much worse. So at first it, w- it was difficult and I, I just wasn't really honest with myself at all, but over the years, speaking more to friends and family and to professionals, it's, it's become a lot easier to accept and... I think part of it as well is there's still a stigma around mental health and mental health issues and sometimes you can be scared to to be honest and to speak to people but actually you can speak to just about anyone and they probably will have had some sort of experience with mental health and we're all just too scared to share it with each other but actually we, we all deal with it. And for you, was there a catalyst for the feelings that that you experienced or was it something that that you just became aware of over time it's something i I guess as a teenager there was a point where i was bullied a little bit and there was a load of uh, family stuff that i was dealing with as a teenager and i think that kind of all built up and bubbled over and was a big sort of part of it but over the years since then i've struggled more generally as well with depression and anxiety and there have been points where specific events or specific people and the way they've acted um have made that worse but i think it's always an un- sort of underlying thing that's that seems to be there and i have ups and downs you know but um so that for the most part it seems to be there anyway and there are events and i guess this, this is the case with everyone there are events that will affect your mental health more and it's more about how you cope in those moments and those lower moments but I guess it's sort of a mix. Going back to the comment that you made about the stigma, do you feel that the stigma is lessening? Absolutely yeah, I think I think people are a lot more open now than they used to be and I think a lot of that comes from people just being open and honest. Um, people on I know social media is, isn't great for anyone's mental health for the most part, but it also has acted as a really great platform for people to share their own personal experiences. And I think through others sharing their experiences, it uh, encourages everyone else to be able to do it as well. And I think that's helped a lot with the stigma around it because it normalizes it. It isn't this weird thing and it isn't like a bigger thing than you think it is it's i think depression and anxiety or any mental health uh, illness can seem really scary but by having people talk about it it normalizes it it makes it a bit less scary makes it a bit easier for for you to speak about it yourself as well and i think days like time to talk day normalize things but I also think it's important to be able to differentiate between people who are having a poor mental health day, feeling low, feeling anxious, feeling down, whatever it might be, 
and also people who have been diagnosed with a mental health problem because the two are not the same, are they? No, no, they're not. And I guess uh, for me, I'd be having sort of those down days or um, anxious days, whatever, and that's that's led to being diagnosed. But, um, yeah, the two don't necessarily go hand in hand, and there, there is absolutely uh, a difference there as well because I think um, things like the word anxiety are thrown about a lot or depressed are thrown around a lot without actually realising what it means. So, you know, anyone can feel anxious, but not everyone has anxiety. Um, Everyone can feel sad, but not everyone is clinically depressed. There is is definitely a difference. I think people are a little quick as well to say, I'm so depressed because this happened, but it's actually they just feel a bit sad. Um, so there, there is certainly a difference there, yeah. And how important is it to to talk to young people about it, but also to talk to older people? I think perhaps both ends of the spectrum, there's a, there's a different sort of understanding of it, I suppose. Is it important that those conversations reach people like that as well, do you think? Absolutely, yeah, because... That not only affects the younger generation, but the old, older people as well, because they have this idea of, oh, well, I didn't go through anything difficult, so I can't be depressed. I must just be feeling a little bit down, so I won't actually talk about it or look into it. And it spirals and it gets worse. So I think that can be really harmful for all ages and all generations, really, because um, there is this kind of whole thing of, this upper lip kind of uh, which comes with Britishness as well I think as well as the older generation but yeah I think it's it's something that can really affect them because they then don't feel like they can speak up about it because they'll be judged but the thing is it doesn't matter what you have been through what you haven't been through depression anxiety any kind of mental health uh, mental illness can affect anyone and everyone no matter what the best thing I found was speaking to friends and family, and I know that can seem really scary as well because there is a worry around judgment with it still. Um, but speaking to professionals can really be helpful too. I know um, wait lists for counselling can be very long, which is incredibly daunting, especially if you're struggling now, and that's that's something I struggled with as well. Um but there are other services you can contact, you know, um, if you have a look at Mind website or Samaritans or there are a whole load of resources out there that you can get in touch with. And sometimes it's easier to speak to a stranger. Um, certainly what I found um, when I was, was first starting to actually come to terms with my mental illness and speaking about it, I found it scarier to speak to people who knew me because I felt like they already knew too much about me and would almost judge me. So sometimes it can be easier to reach out to a stranger anonymously and you can get it all out. And that that first step can help a lot. And in terms of youngsters, maybe people who are listening to this who uh, are maybe university students, you haven't graduated that long... What would you say to them, particularly as a result of what's happened over the course of the last couple of years 
where lots of people have struggled. Life hasn't dealt them the hand that they were expecting, perhaps in terms of courses or school or that kind of thing. Is it important that they talk as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's incredibly important to talk. And, you know, sometimes people have this idea of... So let's take, for example, um, the, the example you said there of not getting onto the course they want. Some people might think, oh, well, I can't be upset about that or get too upset about it because it's not that big a thing. But the thing is, if it's important to you, then it's important and it's still important to talk about how that's affecting you. I didn't get onto the course I wanted when I went to university and I was very upset at the time, um, but it actually all worked out okay for me. And that doesn't necessarily mean it will for everyone, um, but it's all about how you sort of react to it, I guess. And it absolutely is important to talk about that, talk about your other options or just sort of get it off your chest because even if it's a big thing or a little thing it's still a thing that's affecting you and it's still important to talk about it. What kind of support did you have as a university student and what kind of support have you been able to access since you've graduated? There was a a whole mix really when I was at university between the university's own uh, counselling service which was great was incredibly helpful but also the support network that I had of friends there and um, I had one friend in particular, Sai, who was absolutely fantastic and you know, he's dealt with um, mental uh, illness as well and he, you know, took that kind of, those experiences of his and went on to do something positive to try and help younger people who were struggling themselves with uh, mental health. So he set up Heads Above the Waves, a non-profit based in Cardiff, um, which is all about uh, spreading hope and positivity through creative means, really. And um, it's all about raising awareness of uh, young people dealing with um, mental illness, depression and uh, self-harm. And the work they do is absolutely fantastic. And you know, they're, they're great people to speak to, but they also have a lot of resources um, online as well that you can you know, point you in the right direction to find you the help that you need. But um, yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too. We are Radio Glamorgan. I said earlier that the Mind and the Rethink Mental Illness websites have lots of resources, as does the Time to Talk website. They encourage us to support one another, even if that doesn't involve specifically talking about a person's mental health. To show support, we can do lots of other things. Find things in our community to get involved in with someone. Send a text to the person you know is experiencing difficulties to let them know that you're thinking about them. Offer to help them with day-to-day tasks like shopping or helping them with cleaning or tidying. Often people experiencing a mental health issue become so consumed by it that everyday tasks become a huge burden. And having someone to share them with and to be a source of encouragement along the way can make a big difference. 
Sometimes when we open up, it can mean that professional support is needed because sensitive conversations may bring up difficult issues. And there are lots of places highlighted by Mind and Rethink. Mind's website primarily explains how to seek help, while Rethink's website shows where to get help in a specific local area.
That was Adele with the aptly entitled Easy On Me. Probably the most important lesson we can learn in the way we deal with other people and ourselves. We're going to hear next from Rodri Jones. He's a man who describes himself as someone whose level of psychological fitness had a great impact on his life. He was, by his own admission, a perfectionist who parked his emotions beat himself up and battled with his thoughts. Four years ago, he reached his lowest point and he realised that his well-being had to have his full attention. Now he works as a mental, physical and performance coach in Cardiff and he supports others to help them understand themselves better and so live a more fulfilled life. Life can be challenging enough sometimes. And I think we trip ourselves up, so sort of simplifying life around all the different challenges. But I think, yeah, you know, obviously I've been a champion for for the campaign over the last few years. And so I, I've, my eyes have been opened and meeting all kinds of people from different backgrounds and been blown away, to be honest, by, by a lot of, lot of people I've um, luckily met. Um, I say to people, right, like, you know, not everyone wants to talk, okay? I mean, it, it could be someone who just wants to write a journal just to unload what's going on in the mind. Like, when the mind, the mind inherently has got a negative bias. So I say, so say to people, it's like, don't believe everything your mind tells you. Let, let's say you just stood in front of a wall and just voiced what you were feeling, just, just, just unfiltered, open, honest you probably feel better afterwards just because it's like out of your head. Now, you know, you can talk to a friend and, you know, the right friend who'd be able to just listen. I I think it's a skill just to be able to listen and not be quick to try and fix and give advice. I think sometimes people are, People are not used to those kind of conversations. So, so some people can feel, a, you know, we a lot of people have surface level conversations. Let's be honest in life. It's like people go through just skating the surface. So those talks that go under the layers a lot better. Um, sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes it's just being able to just listen. And, and you, it might be, you might say like one or two things. It can be one or two things. And someone say, I feel much better after. And, they, and, and you're like, I didn't. I didn't do no, but I think the more people um, feel like you're, you're truly listening to them, not listening them to them, waiting for your chance to speak and have your say, and oh, you need to do this because the truth is, everyone's different. Um, but I think the stigma is magnified by people not understanding the mind in the first place. And pretty much everyone I speak to, and the grant these are people now who who've got their head above water or just maybe under the water if they're, you know, struggling a little bit. Um pretty much people's minds work the same way. Yeah, granted like people have, you know have different experiences in life so they put different lenses on on what they experience in life because I don't think anyone sees reality as it is. We'll hear more from Rodri Jones in the second half of the show as well as from Kev Johns, a broadcaster, actor and former church minister who was a club chaplain at Swansea City for more than 20 years. I'll also have news of a variety of resources, including the Silver Cloud online mental health therapy courses that are free to people across Wales without needing to go through a GP. 
On air, all day, every day. Broadcasting from the largest hospital in Wales. We are Radio Glamorgan. Hello, I'm Julie Kissick and you're listening to the second part of this special programme on and about Time to Talk Day, where we're hearing from some people living with mental illness and working and volunteering in the area of mental health. Like many of you listening, I'm sure, I became acutely aware of my mental health and the way it had deteriorated during the early part of the pandemic. And it wasn't always easy to know who to talk to or how to access support. Having honest and open conversations is alien to many of us, though Time to Talk Day may well be the catalyst for change, as we're all encouraged to share our stories. We'll hear later about a walk and talk group in Swansea, but there are many of them across the country, as well as a host of support options for anyone who doesn't have or doesn't want to talk to friends or family. We'll have some more music first though, and ABBA, with a message to anyone who's afraid to reach out, take a chance on me. If you change your mind, take a chance, on the first in line, honey I'm still free, take a chance on me, if you need me, let me know, gonna be around, if you got no place to go, when you're feeling down, if you're all
more now from Rodri Jones, a mind, fitness and performance coach. One of the issues people come to him with is their perception of what they think others see them as. That can impact their mental health and it can prevent them from living their lives fully and authentically. People fill in the blanks and they look around thinking, oh, everyone else has probably got like a blank slate in the mind. And I'm like, oh, everyone does this to a degree. They, they fill in the blanks and like, oh, they seem to have everything sorted. And I'm like, don't take that on face value. Don't get me wrong, you know, you, there's a difference between uh, quite clear if someone's really down in the depths um, and they need clinical help or, or whatever. But everyone's carrying some minor traumas around with them. I think just being a, being human can be a traumatic experience and some people carrying more major traumatic experiences or have got severe addiction or and you know they, they might may, might need more um detailed specific help but i think it's this misunderstanding of mind and misidentifying with the mind it's knowing who to talk to as well it's knowing you know you might have someone who talks to someone who makes them who, who triggers something in them and and I, I think, I always say to people, like your mental health is your own personal responsibility. And what I mean by that, it's not that you're a cause of anything, but everything that happens in life, you feel, you're filtering through your own mind. So it's like taking responsibility. Of why am I being triggered in this situation? What is it? What kind of people trigger me? Why is that? Um, and, you know, and that's not to say like, oh, take responsibility and just hang around with the same person. Every, like if someone's triggering you all the time, why am I hanging around with that person? Like it's just it's just trying to live more consciously rather than you know which and I think a lot of people kind of people please and I, you know for me people pleasing again it stems from fear really it's like draw you know I, I'm someone who obviously likes to serve others but I've got to draw my line in the sand a little bit as well while you do that otherwise you know if, if you don't draw your line in the sand then who who will you know you're at the whim of everyone and everything in life. So talking is a good thing, uh, whether you're talking, whether you're just verbalising something, as you say, standing in front of a wall, standing in front of a, sitting in front of a mirror, talking to yourself, uh, or finding an individual that will listen to you without judgment and without, again, as you say, trying to fix you. Those are not one-off conversations, though, are they? I know Time to Talk Day is is the catalyst, I suppose, for getting more people to think about the importance of talking and talking about our mental health. But once you've had that first conversation with yourself or, or with someone else, how does someone who's not used to talking adjust their mindset to be able to do it without feeling as though they're, they're giving away all of their secrets? Listen, everyone carries secrets, you know, it's like what they call is it. like the shadow, the parts of you that you don't want others to see, you know, it's like the part of you that feels superior, inferior, or, or you know, the, the part of you that rails at the world, <laughs> you know, it's, I, th I think, I, it's, I think the key thing from where I am, obviously what I do is just creating that safe space. It's like, the, it's, it's be, being able to like normalize those conversations. And I, the difficulty is sometimes in the world, because we're fast moving all the time, a lot of people are in survival mode. And what I mean by that is people are in survival mode and they're, they're experiences in life, like through what can I get from life and like about me, about me. And then, 
and people when people are stressed as well people are operating in emotional kind of um reactive mode so i think what happens is is the more people who can kind of wake up a little bit i think be the change you want to be because sometimes people are like oh yeah the world should change and of course you know of course you want to go through life like meeting people who are completely compassionate and kind and they'll listen to you but the reality is not everyone is going to it's been able to to have your tribe, the people around you who, who for you make you feel bigger, you know, make you feel you feel like you can be yourself unreservedly. The mask is I describe it as the ego is what it's your self image of how you think the world sees you and um, and it's necessary. You know, we kind of develop it in childhood to make sense of the world, to find that to make our way in the world. But what you'll find is if you're tied to that ego and, you know, there's those moments then when suddenly, oh, something happens in the world and this does, it doesn't equate to how I see myself. You know, my, de- my depression, I was more like functioning okay. I think that can be harder in a way because you're kind of like, it's not clear at certain times. You're kind of like, you just, oh, well, you, you kind of battle through a little bit. And I think what you, I, th- I, I think it was a, there's a book, I can't remember who's the author. It's like, it's a book called Curse of the Strong. And a lot of people who, uh, suffer from depression and anxiety and stuff are usually quite strong types and what i mean by that are people who always put themselves last they'll they'll battle on a little bit they'll kind of like just take the hits all the time and then and then they and they think and then they think they're doing themselves a service by by that way and then slowly the realization is you might have to be a bit more selfish to be selfless in a way it's rather than just being selfless and if but if that's coming from a place of impacting your own well-being then then you're kind of starting you're going into life like starting to pour from an empty cup how can how can we be more authentically ourselves then there's no i don't think there's one way there's, there's no answer to that i think it's it's completely individual I think you have to just be able to sit with yourself and just we're conditioned in a lot of ways, aren't we? That we, we have ideas about what it means to be successful. And for instance, I was like, you know, a TV director. When I started directing, I thought my condition of directing was you have to be like larger than life, quite shout, you know, you have to be quite bravado and stuff. And then I'm like, and every time I, I don't think I went the whole way like that, but any time I was like that, I was like, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right to me. I, I, I think if you've been honest with yourself, it's, I'd say it's more of a felt experience. You kind of just do something and you're like, and you kind of start justifying like, oh yeah, well, but you're like, yeah, it just doesn't feel. And then when I'm being myself, where you're kind of like, yeah, I can be quite quiet and less is more and you know, I'm not very loud. I'm like, yeah, but it just feels right. I, I think it's a feeling thing. Ultimately, we're feeling creatures who think we try and think our way through life on air all day every day broadcasting from the largest hospital in wales we are radio glamorgan
why are there seemingly so many more young people these days presenting with mental health problems or telling us that they've got anxiety or depression or whatever it might be? It's two ways you can look at it. Is it because there's more um, awareness of it? So more people are reporting because there's more awareness, which is obviously a good thing. But it's, it's, it's awareness as well. If like life can be challenging sometimes, it's like sometimes you will have a bad day. It's, you know, cause some people use the word depressed quite trivial in conversation and like, oh, I'm depressed today. And um, without really thinking long and hard about what, what that means, because it trivializes someone else's experience who depressed is someone who can be, there's nothing wrong with me, but I just like, I know I'm not, feeling sorry for myself it's just i just can't, can't function there's something you know i'm just like in this state where i'm not operating but honestly social media as well i think is it's because people don't really um they're very you know very rarely um post honestly and i think you know you there's nothing wrong with technology it's all about how you engage with it really but if you're engaging with it through a sense of like believing everything you see on face value with everyone around you and looking through a lens of maybe a sense of lack within yourself, then the course is going to, it's going to compound itself, I'd imagine. So I, th- I think, yeah, probably, it's probably a mixture of things. One kind of positive that you are raising awareness, but two, maybe it's just, uh, um, there's a lot of noise out there, I think, and it's, sometimes it's just the ability to normalise that noise and not take it off face value which is a lot of the work kind of I do. And, but life, life can be challenging, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's not like, it's not, it's not about toughening up or anything like that, but it's just realising, you know, it's been about trying to be mentally adaptive in situations. I don't really like the word um, mentally strong. It's more um, adaptive, but I think that helps when you realise that ever like, that's to say, if, if you know how the mind works and like say, it's like, a lot, you know, a lot of there's a fearful friend, which I describe as like that voice in your head. This kind of like, are oh, you not doing this? Not doing that. Once you kind of realise, you know, it's trying to keep you safe and it's trying to, you know, that's ultimately what it's like. Once you know, that's why I tend to find once I people have got that understanding. I work with a lot of young people. What I'd say about the young people I work with, probably different to the older clients, is the younger people. I thought the younger people I'd, I'd work with, they'd be more they'd hold back a little bit more. But to be honest, they're really like curious and like open and like, oh, let's explore different ways to be, oh, that's really interesting. And I think, because sometimes I suppose when you're younger, you haven't built up the layers that maybe older people, you know, the risk of high end. But, but what I can do with older clients is like, they go, yeah, I've experienced that, yeah, I get it, I get it. But with the younger people, it's like more, it's, way, it's a different way of working because you know they're trying to develop a healthy sense of ego, their sense of place in the world. And they are going to do stuff that they, oh, I actually would have done that differently. And you are going to, you know, because you're maturing as well, aren't you? But it's those other bits, the bits I don't feel like a servant being hard on themselves. I'm like, listen, what if we just look at that? And I say to them, your drive's still there, isn't it? Yeah, your drive's still there. Um and there's still stuff you're going to do. You're like, yeah, I would have done that differently. But you learn a lot from experience as well, I think. But um, I think I think maybe what some people then are older, it's, it's not learned from experience. They're chained from, by experience a little bit as well. They're held back from experience. So, um, so should we be hopeful that initiatives like Time to Talk Day are opening up the conversation and are having a positive impact? 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's the same as if you looked at like physical fitness back in the day, you know, like probably even like hundred years ago where people would be like, why are you going to the gym? Why are you, why are you, why are you bothered about how, you know, it, it would have been, it was not part of society. And I think we're probably reaching a point where, you know, we keep getting these signs, you know, and there's so many more and more people are going, you know what, um, there's an awareness of a different way to be. And I think that, same with anything, it takes time, doesn't it, for a paradigm shift in anything, I think. On air, all day, every day. Every day. Broadcasting from the largest hospital in Wales. We are Radio Glamorgan. Kev Johns has spent a great deal of his life working in the local community. 20 years as a football club chaplain, as well as being a minister, a broadcaster and an actor. He spoke to me about the importance of talking, the impact that life changes can have on a person's mental health and what we can do to make sure we open up the channels of communication which help us to talk about the things that matter, even if they're not always easy discussions. It's vital because sometimes all a person needs to do to prevent it getting much worse is to talk to someone. From that sort of experience of of maybe things changing and people being more open about mental health and about stress and about struggling, etc., do you think that there's still sort of generational biases around people having those sorts of discussions. Yes, there are. You know, um, I, I know from people in my own family from older generations who who just, you know, talk about mental health as if it's it's almost a, a, a dirty word, you know, and it's it's a, it's a, a, a terrible condition, and and it's not. I remember when I was a minister in North Wales, um, the Denby Hospital, which was the local psychiatric hospital, um, still had a plaque. It's it's dedicated plaque up the wall that it was um, it was dedicated for the treatment of the insane, and everybody who went into that hospital would have seen that uh, or, um, that dedication plaque still or still on the wall, and it's it's not that's not that's not like that now you know people are, are, are treated and, and are cared for within the community even the, the most you know the worst of conditions but most mental health conditions and it's particularly worrying amongst young people because young people are, are troubled by mental health more today than, than ever because of they see social media uh, people talk about them on social media people make horrible comments on social media and, and we look and we see you know people having the holidays that we dream of on on social media and it does a, a, a affect people you know it's 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 probably the, the biggest problem that the nation is facing health wise and and to see to see a therapist on the NHS you, you have to wait months so most of it is done privately i i, I understand that it, it's it's an affordable but it's still done done privately but it is essential that we we get rid of this stigma mental health comes in so many different forms and so many different ways that, that there are very very few people i would suggest that don't have issues today that they need help with and they need to talk through 
And I think what we've been through probably exacerbated that, hasn't it? I mean, I, you know, I, I know from my own experience, yeah. obviously because of the lockdown and because not being able to travel, not being able to see people, the fear factor, it was a very different kind of stress and a very different kind of anxiety. And I'm certainly not going to be in the minority. I, I would imagine I'm going to be in, in the majority. So there's going to be a fallout from what we've been through, isn't there? You could only you could only watch so many box sets, can't you? You could only spend so much time watching Netflix or yeah. or whatever streaming service you have. And and humans human beings are are created in such a way that company is important to us. You know, uh, socialising with people is important to us. We love the company of other people, whether it be in in the work situation or a social situation. And and people have had to be on their own or uh, as a couple they people haven't seen their children their grandchildren and, and it's 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 been awful and you know it's created a, a mental meant more, more and more mental health issues because people are getting stressed they're getting frustrated they they've the only fresh air they're getting was they were getting was out in the garden maybe and and you you know you feel for the older generation who just couldn't get out at all and people who had pre-existing health conditions who couldn't get out at all they couldn't even go to the shops so going back to the purpose of the day time to talk time to time to be open i suppose about mental health and to acknowledge that we've all got it we've all got physical health we've all got mental health sometimes our physical health is good and sometimes our physical health isn't good and it's exactly the same for mental health isn't it and that's a that's a real sort of sea change for a lot of us because we haven't thought about mental health like that but in terms of being open and having conversations what advice would you give somebody who maybe isn't used to talking about their own situation is aware that maybe they struggled for a while or maybe they're going through something at the moment that that mentally they're, they're not used to dealing with how do they open up those channels of communication break, break the habit of a lifetime to talk to someone even if initially in the first few minutes you, you're going to feel uncomfortable start talking and and i i promise you that once you start talking then you will carry on talking you'll talk and talk and talk and i think you'll probably find that you're not on your own you're not the only person going through the experience that you're going through that there are there are others um people that you you may be surprised about who are going through exactly the same situation as 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 you find yourself in just talk and you'll be surprised how how much people care you'll be surprised how much you can trust people and you can you'll be surprised how people are really are interested in helping you and being there for you just listening to you and you know sometimes all you need to do is find someone to listen and get it off your chest and you know, I I I, I heard of some I know of some people say, oh, just go out there, get some fresh air, get some fresh air. I just go out there and talk to someone, you know. And there's some there's some lovely groups. There's a group in Swansea of of people, men and women, who just meet together, and they they go for a walk, and as they walk, they talk, and and it's it's been massive therapy for them. 
And I would imagine that those sorts of groups will exist probably across the country, won't they, Kev? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. You'll find them. You, you, if you if you Google Google it on the internet, you'll find them. That there, there is someone in your area who's had the vision to set up a group that they they just meet on, on, a, on a morning, on a weekday morning, on a Saturday morning, or whenever they meet. And they, they meet at a park, they meet on a seafront, and they just go for a walk. And as they go walking together, they talk together. Those have been a massive help to people, but particularly to men who do find it difficult to talk in these situations. That's all from me on Time to Talk Day here on Radio Glamorgan. The programme will be available as a podcast and there are a range of resources available in the Cardiff and Vale area, including many that operate a 24-hour phone service and some offering online services, including the chance to talk. The Cardiff Gov UK website also has an extensive list of local services. Stay tuned to Radio Glamorgan and in the spirit of the day, keep talking and be kind to yourself. Thanks for your company. From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too. We are Radio Glamorgan.